0: All right, today I am talking about the greatest Major League Baseball pitcher of all time. Next week, Leva and TD will debate me on the issue. So obviously baseball, long history, different eras, very hard to judge, which is why when you look at people's list, you could have one person will have someone at number one, another person won't, won't even have that person in their top 10. So makes it interesting to talk about. To make your case, because there's many variables to look at. So, a lot of lists start with pitchers from the '60s and '70s, because that was a very good era to be a pitcher. Pitchers dominated there, and the numbers are good. So, when I went through, you know, Juan Marichal, Jim Palmer, Steve Carlton, Tom Seaver, loved here in New York. None of them, for me, did enough to be considered the greatest ever. Even Bob Gibson. Now, Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson's 1968, 22 and four, 1.12 ERA, and after his season, the league actually lowered the pitcher's now to make it easier for hitters. So you see, he he might have had the one of the, arguably the greatest season of all time, 1968, but it wasn't enough for a career. Now, Sandy Koufax. Many people consider him the greatest pitcher of all time, and if you look at his years, nineteen sixty-three to nineteen sixty-six, three Cy Young awards, and he finished second twice. And that was when the league only gave out one Cy Young. There wasn't one for the AL Nationals for all of Major League Baseball. He also won an MVP. Also impressive, he won four World Series titles, and his postseason numbers four and three with a point zero nine five era so i can understand why people put koufax as the greatest ever but for me he just didn't do it long enough you're like i mentioned those years 1963 to 66 his whole career is really 61 to 66 he retired at 30 didn't do it for long enough longevity matters and that's why i, I do not consider him the greatest of all time Now, you look at modern-day pitchers, people we're most familiar with. And in a way, they're at a disadvantage because we've seen them up close, so we've seen their flaws. Roger Clemens stands out. He's, in terms of wins above replacement, he ranks eighth, which is very high, second among pitchers. But you look for me. Okay, he led the league in wins four times. Led the league in ERA seven times. Seven Cy Youngs, an MVP. On the basis of that, again, that's a very strong argument to be the greatest ever. Seven Cy Youngs. Led the league in ERA seven times. Strikeouts, five times. However, there's two big negatives for Clemens. Number one, his postseason record. 12 and 8, 3.75 ERA. And we, we saw him up close. He wasn't a great postseason pitcher. And number two is the steroids. 19, so when he left the Red Sox, his last two years, they let him go. It looked like he was on the on the decline. 1995, 10 and 5 with a 4.18 ERA. 96, 10 and 13 with a 3.63 ERA. 33 years old at this point, clearly looks like he's on the downside of his career. He goes to Toronto. We all know he started to work with MacNamee. Steroids, 1997, 21 and 7 with a 2.05 ERA. So look at that. From 96, where he was 10 and 13, he went to 21 and 7. ERA went from 363 to 205. So the steroids are too big an issue for me along with the postseason record. All right, when you're winning, a lot of those Cy Youngs were because you know heavily influenced by steroids, so that's what, for me, puts Clemens outside of the running. Another one, Randy Johnson, obviously the most intimidating pitcher of the last 20, 30 years, and he was dominant. Unbelievable with the Diamondbacks. We saw him in the World Series. For me, not enough, though. Not enough. Only led the league in wins once. Led the league in ERA four times. Now, his biggest strikeouts, which are a huge stat for me. However, he led the league in strikeouts nine times, but only once on strikeout to base on balls, walks ratio. So he got a lot of strikeouts, but he was also walking a lot of players. And his postseason record, 7-9, 3.50 ERA. He was dominant that one year when the Diamondbacks won the World Series, but those early years with the Mariners wasn't a dominant postseason pitcher. So that puts him out of the running. Pedro is an interesting one. Because like Bob Gibson, his 1999 season, arguably the best in history. Remember, this was at the height of the steroid era. He was pitching in the AL East, all right, uh, big lineups, had to go against the Yankees all the time. This was the Yankees during their championship years. In Fenway, which is a good place for hitters, his 99 season, 23-4, and 4, 2.07 ERA, okay, 0.9 whip. That means per nine innings, he allowed less than a hit or a walk which is on average 0. 0.9 whip, which is an, just an incredible season. And that season, he also went in the postseason 2-0 and with a zero ERA. So definitely you could argue the greatest season of all time. He just didn't do it long enough. All right. Led the league in ERA five times. Led the league in whip six times. Three Cy Youngs. Became second twice. So unbelievable pitcher right there, just for me, not long enough. And his overall postseason numbers aren't that great. 6-4, and four, 3.46 ERA. So who's left? Who is my greatest of all time? Now I'm going to look at the dead ball error, okay? Dead ball error is hard to judge. It's a completely different game. These pitchers pitch much more than modern-day pitchers. And it's the dead ball era for a reason. You know, guys didn't hit the way they did now. So you look at Cy Young and Christy Mathewson. To me, both of these these pitchers cancel each other out. Cy Young led the league in wins five times. Mathewson four times. Mathewson led the league in ERA five times. Cy Young twice. You know, uh, Cy Young led the league in whip seven times. Matthewson led the league in strikeouts to walk ratio nine times. So they're both very close and I'll put them right there. But to me, I, I don't see a big difference between either of them, between Matthewson and Cy Young. Now, so who is my greatest pitcher of all time? Well, it came down between two pitchers. One is... Arguably the most underrated baseball player, Warren Spahn. Pitched for the Boston Milwaukee Braves in the 40s, 50s, and the early 60s. And look at his stats. He led the league in wins eight times. He led the league in complete games nine times, which I like. It means he's throwing a lot of innings. 1957 Cy Young Award. And this was when it was only given to one player in both leagues, runner-up three times. At 42 years old, he went 23-7. and seven. To me, just shows a huge amount of talent. But again, the, the stats I've said don't stand out that much compared to other guys i mentioned. But he missed 1943 to 1945, his mid-20s, to military service. So just imagine missing three years and then coming right back and picking up where you left off. He, If he had those three years, again, he led the league and wins eight times. It could be 11. ERA could be six titles, complete games. You could add another three. His Cy Youngs, he could have won more. So, you know, he lost the prime of his career to military service and still stacks up with the rest of these pitchers. So Warren Spahn, I gave him strong consideration, very impressive career. And again, his postseason overall numbers, oh, four and three, 3.05 ERA, not great, but in 1957, led the Braves to beat the Yankees. And this was when the Yankees were the greatest dynasty of all time. The Those 50s Yankees. So, He's right there. So who is my greatest pitcher of all time? Not a sexy choice, but it's Walter Johnson from the Washington Senators. And he did pitch part of his career in the dead ball era, 1907 to 1927. So why is he my top choice? Just consistently the best in the league. Led the league in strikeouts 12 times. All right, 12. Look at other guys I was I was listing off. They led in five or six years. He led it 12 years. He led in whip. Okay, strikeout-to-ball ratio, nine times. Whip, six times. Six times wins, five times ERA, five times innings pitched. Won two MVPs, and this was before it wasn't the MVP. It was the Chalmers Award, but Still still the most valuable player in baseball. And it was close. You look, so what separates Walter Johnson and even people from the dead era? Matthewson, Cy Young, you could look at Warren Spahn. Again, for me, a little bit more consistent than those others. No one else there has a major stat like that where you lead the league 12 times, and he did that with strikeouts. And, he, and he's better in all these categories than Matthewson or Cy Young, and obviously people from the modern era. And if you look at WAR wins above replacement, this is the ultimate analytic stat. Now the thing is, the thing with WAR, it's this formula that nobody really knows exactly how to calculate it, but it's what it's it's the idea of ranking players, taking everything into account their era the ballpark they play in their peers at the time and obviously number one if you look at war is babe ruth number three is barry bonds obviously bonds on steroids was as good as anyone fourth willie mays five ty cobb henry aaron and at number two who i i skipped is walter johnson so that it's got to tell you something based on this war formula he's second all-time in players obviously number 1 pitcher so there's my list well, well there's my number 1 Walter Johnson greatest pitcher of all time based on his consistency over a 20 year career i could i, I could hear the argument part of his career was in the dead ball era he played before integration So, and the Senators were not a good team, so he doesn't have the World Series titles or big postseason career, but consistently the best, led the league in all these categories more than most, ranks number two on war and all-time players, there's my choice. Next week, we will debate it. Good night.